Hey, I'm Emily McCafferty, and you are listening to the Made to Be Mama podcast. I'm a photographer and mom of two who thrives on meaningful conversation. I'm here to share my experiences from marriage, infertility, and parenting to finding a life with balance and everything in between. So let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to the Made to Be Mama podcast. I am um, really excited to get in today's, um, into today's episode. Um, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want to talk about in my podcast. I feel like I like always have these ideas flying around, but I can't, if I'm not like feeling some type of way towards like that particular subject like for example if I'm not like in the thick of that like in that moment if I'm not dealing with whatever it is that I'm like thinking about sometimes it's not always easy for me to like just jump in and like do a whole podcast episode on it and then I saw um somebody posted like a reel on Instagram and it was like reenacting um I'm gonna look at who it was it was um Nancy Anderson Fit. Um, she posted basically like a reenactment of like the six week postpartum um, visit and basically how they ask you how you're feeling. And then when you answer and tell them, like, yeah, I feel really shitty and I'm like depressed and my life kind of sucks, they like basically tell you to fuck off and don't really do anything about it. And I got really fired up about it because um, when I had Bryce, I didn't really know what to expect. I was really young. I've talked about this before, but I didn't really have many friends that had had kids or like, you know, I, I wasn't at the stage of my life where I was like following a bunch of accounts that talked about, you know, kind of like what to expect in the postpartum phase, whatever. So like what I was going through was just like so out of this world unexpected like very strange but like I couldn't quite get a hold of it to a point where I like did anything about it I just kind of like was like wow I'm in a really shitty position but like I don't know what to do about it so I just kind of like rolled with it which was like very unhealthy but I remember looking back and when I got pregnant again I was like yeah definitely can't feel like that again like ever again in my life um I was kind of scared to like have another baby because I was like well, what if I fall into this like deep, like really scary depression um, and like can't handle myself. So it was kind of scary. So, but I like did a bunch of research on how to like cope and like prevent it and do different things to kind of like deal with it. And I felt pretty like comfortable going into my postpartum phase the second time around with Nora. And at my six week appointment, um, it like I basically was like yeah I feel pretty good like I actually feel good and I remember like I left the hospital like my birth with Nora was very different I left the hospital like on cloud nine like I felt amazing like the adrenaline was like pumping through my veins like I was like ready to rock and I was like so ready to take on two kids and like that lasted for like kind of a while I feel like I went like weeks of being like so on top of everything like I was taking my vitamins I was showering every day like I was doing everything you know by the books kind of thing and like I was really like kind of rocking it and then 
I don't know. I, I did, uh, I've talked about this before, but I encapsulated my placenta and that a thousand percent, um, helped with, um, my postpartum like hormones and kind of like managing that. And if there was a day that I like forgot to take them, I could feel it. And so it's just kind of interesting. I like went to my six week appointment and, um, the reason I got so fired up about what I saw today was because, um, something happened around like, um, I think it was like 18 weeks postpartum, something like that. Um, where I started to really not feel okay. And I was like really down and struggling. And a lot of it definitely had to do with the fact that I was like going back, I was scheduled to go back to work soon. But like, I also was just kind of like, I think it was kind of catching up to me. Like I, you know, was doing everything the way that I should and everything was going really great. And I think it just like got to a point where like, this has happened to me before where like I've done everything like quote unquote perfectly, but it's like at the cost of like my sleep, my sanity, you know, whatever. Um, and I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm burnt out. Like I can't, I can't keep on doing what I'm doing. Like it, you know, it's working out great for, you know, in a way myself, but mostly everybody else and like everything, you know, and my house is running smoothly. My house is clean. Like we're fed. I, you know, grocery shop when I'm supposed to. And like every, you know, we always have food and not that I would ever not have food in the house, but like there are days where it's like, okay, I didn't go to the grocery store on Sunday. So like we're eating out on Monday and I'll go to the grocery store on Tuesday. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, we'll never go without food, but like I, there, I'm not perfect. Um, and I've definitely like, that's something that I've learned with the second kid is that, you know, you're not going to do everything perfectly. Um, and you're going to have to let that stuff go. And if you have to eat out, you eat out. If you have to, you know, I don't know, use baby wipes as toilet paper for half a day, then that's what you have to do. Um, but, uh, let me get back to where I was, but basically, I went to my six-week appointment. I was like, yep, everything's great, Um, all good in the hood, whatever. And then, you know, I started to get later into my postpartum phase and, you know, things started kind of falling apart and I started to, like, not feel great. And many of you who have had babies know that, like, around the four-month mark, things start to get a little, like, I feel like between three and four months, like, things get a little hairy. You are really, like, hormonal, I don't know what kind of shift happens, um, you know, in your body, but, like, there's just, your hair starts to fall out, and, you know, you just get a little, a little crazy, um, and maybe that doesn't happen to everybody, but both times with me, it's happened with both kids, um, where, like, around the four-month mark, I've kind of gotten a little, like, you know, things go off the rails, and so I, you know, every day I was crying, thinking about going back to work. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I am a fucking crazy person and I'm expected to go like work a job all day away from my baby. I hadn't really like been pumping at all while I was on maternity leave. Like I wasn't really prepared. Like, I don't know. I, I pumped a ton when I had Bryce. So I was very much like when I went to go back to work, I was very much used to it. I was also in a different phase in my life when I went back to work after Bryce, I was very motivated. Um, I was, you know, uh, my husband and I, we weren't even married yet. We were saving to buy a house. Um, 
I was really motivated to like make a ton of money and save a lot and be able to like provide a life for Bryce. I felt very, um, I was just in a different phase. Um, so, I mean, not that it wasn't hard going back to work, but it was like, I, you know, I went back to bartending until Bryce was like six months old so that we didn't have to do like childcare. Brendan worked during the day. I worked at night. It worked out really well. My mom helped on the weekends. Um, but then I was like, okay, I had just graduated college, um, you know, right before he was born. So I was like, it's, I kind of need to like get into a full-time job. So I got my first marketing job, um, when he was like six months old. So it was really hard, um, going back to work after I had him at that point, but it was like, it was just different. This time, I feel like I was very much in a place where I was like, I should not be going back to work. I can't. Like, I, it just felt very unnatural. It felt like it wasn't, it was something that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like, I felt a pushback. Um, and I feel like a lot of it was like definitely like, you know, God being like, this isn't the right path for you. Um, but I didn't know how to deal with that. Like, I was very much like, well, what is? Like, what do I do? And, I've always been a photographer. I've always had that as like a side job. Um, I've definitely like scaled back, you know, leaned in at different phases of my life. Like when Bryce was born, I definitely scaled back and like basically didn't do photography for like, you know, a year or two because it was just too much on top of the rest of my life. But like, I've always been, you know, I went to school for it. I started, you know, my first business with photography when I was like a senior in, or no, I was a freshman in high school, uh, college. And I did that all through college, um, in addition to bartending. Um, and then, you know, I kind of got back into it in like 2020, I think when Bryce was like two. Um, and I've always done it in addition to, you know, a full-time job. And I don't know, I just didn't, I guess I just didn't have enough faith in myself to like pull the trigger and go full-time until, I was kind of, you know, fast forward to like July of this year when I finally threw my hands up and was like, I can't work during the day full time for someone else with two kids in daycare. It's just impossible. It was like, it was, it was impossible. Um, between like the pumping and Nora refusing bottles and just being like a huge, like all of that being a huge pain in the ass. And then everybody getting sick every other week and me having to call out, like it was just, it was an absolute shit show. Um, but right before I was about to go back, I called the, um, if you're out of state or out of the country, um, Massachusetts offers a like paid maternity leave at like 60% of your income um for like it's like minimum of like 20 weeks so you get like 12 weeks of bonding and 6 to 10 weeks of medical leave so the 6 to 10 weeks of medical leave is first and then you get the 12 weeks of bonding time um and all um spouses get um paternity leave of the bonding time as well. So they automatically get 12 weeks. Um, so I put in for eight weeks of medical leave, which was great. Um, and then I, um, took the 12 weeks of bonding time, but they are able to add on medical leave weeks 
and then it would just like back pay if for some reason there was like a medical thing that came up you know postpartum that you know required you to be out of work a little bit longer so I called the um, PFML the Massachusetts um, department for like maternity leave basically or you know medical leave whatever Um, and I explained to them, you know, I'm having a really hard time mentally. I feel like I just need more time. I mean, honestly, like this country is a disgrace. We have no maternity leave, even the four months. Like, yeah, that's great. It's still only 60% of our pay and it's only four months. Like four months is the minimum, absolute minimum that anyone should be taking time off for having a baby. Um, both for healing purposes and for like bonding with your baby. Um, I truly believe that a year is like where we should be at, you know, absolute minimum, but we're not, for some reason, we're just not there yet, um, here in the United States. So, um, it's really unfortunate, but just kind of what we, you know, what we're, what we're faced with. Um, but, So I called them and they were like, oh yeah, just have the original OB that filled out your paperwork, um, basically refill it out and add on extra weeks. So instead of writing eight weeks, she would put, you know, whatever, 10 or 12 weeks um, to max out that 26 weeks of leave. Um, So I was like, oh, okay, like piece of cake. So I call my OB's office. I'm like, hey, I need to make an appointment with, you know, whatever her name was. Um, And they were like, okay, what is it in regards to? And I was like, oh, I just, you know, I'm feeling really like down mentally and I'm just like not doing well and I'm supposed to be going back to work. And I talked to the office of PFML. They said that if I, you know, refilled out the paperwork, then they would be able to accommodate um, that change. So they were like, oh, okay. Um, so they made me the appointment. I think it was like, I don't know, like it was very late at night. Like they made it for like the same day. I went in. I was just like a sobbing mess because it was such a vulnerable position to be in. To be like, hey, I need more time off and I am feeling really mentally unstable. And, you know, I'm telling this woman things that like I would never tell anyone if I ever thought that they would basically like turn me away and tell me to fuck off. Um, You know, I'm being extremely vulnerable with this woman and I'm, you know, I'm crying. I'm explaining everything to her and she looks at me and she was like, well, it's just really unfortunate because there's, you know, my hands are tied. There's really not much that I can do. And I said, well, the office said that there was no problem with you filling out the, refilling out the paperwork. Like I just basically need you to sign off on it. And, oh, well, you know, you haven't seen a a therapist, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, in order to do that, I need time to call and make an appointment and, you know, I mean, therapists, their schedules are not very flexible with like the working class. Like they don't have appointments on the weekends. So we're kind of stuck with, you know, making appointments during the week, which I get it. Like that's kind of like any doctor's office, but it doesn't make it easy for people to go to therapy. Um, and basically she like, handed me this piece of paper and was like, so here's what we're going to do. Um, instead of giving you extra time off, um, because, you know, we can't really have you out of the workforce for, um, you know, extra time if it's not totally necessary. 
Um, but you should call around um, and make an appointment with someone on this list. And she points to the psychiatrists and she goes, these people are who you're going to want to see because they can prescribe medication. As soon as that came out of her mouth, I was like, okay, I'm fucking done with you. Like the fact that her first, you know, thing that she's trying to push is medication. I'm like, no, I don't fucking need medication. I need coping skills and a therapist and time, more time to heal from this fucking traumatic, ridiculous thing that women go through to have babies. And I get it. It's a choice that I made. But like, when are people going to realize that like, having a child is so extremely, like, it's so traumatic and so like, it's a major life event that like alters your hormones, your body, your entire life and routine. Again, yes, a choice. But like, the fact that we're given absolutely no grace when it comes to like adjusting to that period of time, we don't, we don't get grace. We don't get time. We're just expected to like pop out our babies and fucking move on and like figure out how to make that work. Like it's just the thing that I find the most insane is that like we're expected to just have babies and like somehow fit them into our life as it was before we had babies. So like you work nine to five, you go to work every morning at 7am, you, you know, eat lunch at noon and like you do all these things all day and then you're supposed to somehow also find time to pump and, you know, spend time with your baby. Like I remember when Nora was in daycare, when I, I did end up going back to work because this woman was absolutely no help to me and I didn't know what to do. And so I basically was just like, okay, well, I guess I won't ever ask anyone for help ever again because it doesn't fucking matter. Nobody gives a shit. So I just like, I was like, fuck it. I guess that was my one shot to like extend my maternity leave and it's not happening. So I'm just gonna like go fuck myself and go back to work. So, you know, against my better judgment and my feeling of comfortability with going back to work. Um, Oh, and I was going back to a job that basically told me, so first of all, they were, um, they're a federal contractor. So they were forcing people to get the COVID vaccine, which I was breastfeeding and very uncomfortable with that. Um, And I ended up getting an exemption, but that was like another thing that I had to like, do in the middle of my maternity leave was like run around to doctor's offices and make phone calls to see who the fuck would like I asked my OB you know would you write an exemption for me for you know breastfeeding she basically said no um she was like yeah sorry um I can't and then I went to my primary care and she was amazing. She was wonderful. I, you know, explained to her my fears and my, the fact that I was very uncomfortable with it. And she was like, oh yeah, we can't have you, you know, out of work. And, um, you know, you can't lose your job over this. Basically you have a family and a life. So she was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll write you an exemption. But also, um, while I was on maternity leave, I had my review with my boss who, um, at the time, my boss was a woman in France. Um, and 
I, you know, basically said to her last year, someone, the, the manager that I had there left and I was taking over a lot of her uh, responsibilities and I did very well and I, you know, I kicked ass um, at that job and I was really like pushing myself um, to do really well and basically so that like once I came back from maternity leave, they would promote me um, to being the marketing manager and she basically, I said this to her during my review, I said, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work outside of the scope of my job description and um, I've taken on a, a lot of things that Isabel, the person, the manager that left, um, you know, used to do as a manager and I think that I need to be, you know, paid adequately and I need to have a title change and she basically like laughed in my face and was like, well, you know, you've been out of the office um, because you had a baby. So um, we can't really promote you right now. Um, so not only was I going back to work without feeling mentally um, like it was, a, you know, a place that I could um, could do that successfully. Um, it was also a time when I was really struggling with the company that I was working for. Um, so I was trying to, you know, I also needed some time to kind of like sort through like what the decision I needed to make was, um, which like I had, you know, I had my whole leave and I think I, my plan was essentially to like, um, you know, just go back for a little while and like, you know, kind of like job hunt while I was, you know, once I went back. But it was, you know, it was not an easy job to go back to. And I think that really like fucked with me mentally. Um, and I was just having a really hard time with the whole thing. Like I, you know, I really did not know how things were going to go with Nora being, you know, and also in a post COVID world, it's scary to like put your newborn baby in daycare. Um, you know, your baby is like only four months old and you're like, okay, well, hopefully you don't get COVID and hopefully it doesn't affect you negatively because you've never had it. Um, I have no idea how it's going to affect you at all. And I'm going to feel like a piece of trash if, you know, you get really sick because I had to go to work. Um, so I think it was just like a lot of stuff to be dealing with, you know, in addition to your like regular postpartum hormones. Um, but I just really couldn't get over the OB that basically was like, yeah, sorry, you, you said that at your six week appointment, um, you were fine. So, you know, I can't go back in time and, you know, adjust that paperwork, um, to say something else. And I was, I was like, I'm not expecting you to like rewrite my old paperwork. I'm expecting you to listen to me now when I'm in front of you saying, Hey, I know that I said I was fine at six weeks, but I am not fine now. And I'm, I need your help to, you know, get myself back to a place of feeling like somewhat okay. And like, it just almost seemed like she felt like I was lying. And I was like, that's kind of like where I'm coming from with the whole, like, everyone knows that like, there's a huge hormonal shift at four months postpartum. Honestly, the fact that they make you go back to work at four months is like kind of wild because there it's like that's probably the worst time between like four and six months that is the worst time because that's when you're like coming out of like okay I'm in the fourth trimester you kind of transition from the fourth trimester of like a daze where you're like you don't 
leave the house that often, you're feeling like kind of weird because you're exhausted and you're still up every two hours or whatever, like you kind of, once you hit that like three month mark, it's like that kind of like lessens a little bit. You're hopefully sleeping a little bit more. Um, but it's also like you're now entering this like weird hormonal transition, you know, your hair's falling out and you're like kind of fucking crazy and life is weird. And they're like, yep, okay, you know, (laughs) grab your laptops, go back to work. Like, I I don't know, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But um, yeah, that was just like a really fucking horrible experience. And like the, the thing that gets me is that like, it really wouldn't have killed this lady to just refill out the paperwork. Like she had the power. It was almost like she got off on the fact that she had the power to do it. The state had no problem with it. Nobody had a problem with it. But she was like creating problems that didn't exist. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Can't have you out of the workforce. Yes, because me going back to work in this fucking condition, mentally unstable and unwell and, you know, needing more time to like get myself together is way more important. I just need to rush back to work, you know, and fuck what kind of mother I am because I'm, you know dealing with my own mental bullshit doesn't fucking matter I just need to get back to work because we this was also during the time when like literally no one was working so I think she would like I remember walking into the office and they were super behind and she was super late for the appointment and she's like I'm so sorry I'm late whatever like we have no staff and I get that I understand being frustrated with the fact that you know, people are not working and that everyone is short staffed and you're like, you know, burnt out. And I, I fully respect that. And I know that like the health field especially dealt with that, you know, a lot more than other areas of the world, but to the same, you know, in the same degree, it's kind of like, okay, but like we're looking at mentally unstable postpartum moms to fill in the fucking gaps like that's that's our plan is to not let people take adequate maternity leave because it would affect our workforce like that's that's what we and honestly like I went back to work and I didn't do a good job like I I did not do a good job because a I fucking hated my job because of everything that you know the, the discrimination of the fact that I wasn't getting promoted promoted because I just had a baby and that someone actually like admitted that to me. Um, and I was pumping every fucking three hours. I was hooked up to a pump every three hours. You know, I had to shut my door. I had to, you know, do all the storing of the milk and like the cleaning of the bottles and all that fucking bullshit. Like the amount of time that I had to use during my workday to like deal with all of that. Like I was not a the best employee also I had a newborn baby and a four and a half year old both in daycare so anytime you know anything went wrong I was getting messages phone calls from the daycare to like deal with it I had to leave early sometime like it was just it like I just was like this is not working like it just it does not make any sense yeah put me back in the workforce so I can be like half of an employee and then feel like shit about it because I am a shitty employee and I feel like a shitty mom because I'm not around for eight hours of the day like the fact that you're detached from your newborn baby 
for, you know, I mean, eight hours of working time and then add the commute. Like, what is that? Nine, nine and a half hours. It's just like so unbelievable that people look at that and think that that's like fucking okay. And they're like, oh, why are you, why are you a mental fucking basket case? Oh, I don't know. Because this is just so unnatural. It's like not even funny. I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, so this morning I was really fired up about that. And I I watched it and I like went off on my stories. And then I got so many messages. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need to make a whole episode about this because clearly I'm not the only person Like, I don't think that people have dealt with it to that degree, you know, on a regular basis. But basically, we all go to our six-week appointment and everyone's just like, okay, how are you doing? They don't, actually, I don't even think I was ever, like, really, truly asked, like, how are you doing mentally? They give you a paper when you sit in the waiting room and you check all these boxes and it's like, you know, am I going to kill myself? Do I want to throw my baby out the window? You know, am I enraged? Like, honestly, when I had Bryce, I felt like what I was feeling was like extremely not normal. I was like, okay, this is like, this is intense. This is not okay. It's not normal. Then I actually started having like friends that had kids and then they would like slip that into conversation and be like, oh yeah, like I like, you know, whatever. Like, whatever their baby was doing, like screaming or whatever. And they like say what their feeling was or the thoughts that they had, like the intrusive thoughts. Oh, and like, you know, your fears of like, I still have wicked, bad, intrusive thoughts. Nora is a year old, like a year old. And I have intrusive thoughts that like, just are so irrational and ridiculous. Like I'm, you know, carrying her down the stairs and like out to the car and it's like oh I'm gonna trip and fall and she's gonna you know crack her head open on the concrete and then you know whatever and it's like it's crazy and you know I have you have those thoughts and you're like whoa that's not you know that can't be normal but then it's like people say things like that and you're like oh okay I'm not the only one that feels that way like my baby's gonna like you know I'm gonna trip and fall maybe he's gonna fly out the window like it's just it's insane, but it's very common. And it's just, I just think that, you know, I I don't know. I think that people really need to, like, I don't think enough people understand how hard the postpartum period is. And the fact that like, even our own, like we go to these doctor's appointments at six weeks and you know, we like fill out this little questionnaire. People like half ask us, they're like, so how are you doing? How's the baby? It's always, how's the baby? How's the baby? Baby's fucking fine. I'm not fine. Baby's fine. But does it matter if I'm fine? Not really, apparently, because you see me one time after I have a, after a baby, a human being exit my exits my body and you see me once for five fucking minutes how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm, how do you think I'm fucking doing? What do you, why don't you answer that question? How am I doing? I'm not sleeping. I'm exhausted. My body is a wreck. I also have a four-year-old that is, you know, I don't know, jumping around the whole fucking house because I am nap trapped under a newborn and he needs to let out energy and I have no idea how to make that happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm, trying to make food and it's impossible and I have to wear my baby all the time to make them stop crying 
I'm, I'm doing, you know, as good as a person who's under those circumstances is doing. I don't know. Like, I don't really know how to answer that. But like, they just, oh, okay, Ari, let me look at your belly. Let me do this. Let me, oh, let me look at your stitches. Okay, all good. Bye. Like, that's literally how the appointment goes. It's the, it's the most pathetic doctor's appointment you will ever witness in your life. It's so sad. And it, it, you just leave there feeling like, why did I even, I almost didn't even go to my six week appointment with Nora because I was like, I remembered my six week appointment with Bryce and it was so fucking pointless. It was a waste of my time. It was a total waste of time. I was going to, I, when I delivered Bryce, I delivered him in Boston and my OB was obviously in Boston. So I drove all the way to Boston with a newborn baby and just for them to literally take like five minutes, like, okay, pee in a cup, uh, fill out this, you know, whatever form. And then we're just going to like, look at you and make sure that like, you're not, you know, bleeding out basically. And we're going to tell you that sure you can go have sex if you want. Cause who doesn't want to have sex after, you know, six weeks after they've had a baby, I think nobody wants to do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like, you know, the 1%, but I, I feel like I need a little bit more time than that. And also don't really need a reason for my husband to be like, so are you, are you in the clear? No, I'm not. I decided that I'm fucking not. That was my choice. Not the doctor that doesn't fucking know what's going on with my body because they looked at it for five minutes. <sighs> yeah. So I have a lot of feelings about this topic, but I'm going to just leave it at that for today. Um, but yeah, I um, I feel like our country really needs to do better um, when it comes to postpartum care and maternity leave and, you know, not focusing on us being, you know, going back to work five seconds after we've had a baby. <sighs> um, so on that, on that note, I'm going to go to bed, but, um, thank you all so much for listening to me, <laughs> uh, you know, rant about this. Um, I hope that this made someone feel, um, a little more seen. Um, the postpartum phase is really not a pretty one and it's really tough. Um, everyone that I've talked to that like, you know, is a brand new mom or, you know, has had one baby and they're about to have two or they're thinking about having another one. Like they, it's, I feel like the conversation is always the same. It's like, I had no idea that this was how I was going to feel. I am afraid of feeling that way again. And like to top it off, we're all afraid to get into that space of feeling like that because we know like a lot of us, there are some, you know, I, I wouldn't at this point in time, if I was to have another baby, I wouldn't be going back to a job you know, that I work for somebody else. Luckily for me now at this point, I'm working for myself. So I could kind of design my maternity leave based on like our family needs and all of that. And what like I'm, you know, capable of doing, you know, with another child. Um, but like a lot of people, I think the fear lies in, you know, I'm going to feel like this. And then I have to like go back to work and like figure out how to live my life like this. And it's like very uncool. So um, I'd love to hear your stories. Um, if you 
want to comment on my Instagram posts or send me a message. Um, you know, I don't, I don't love hearing, you know, hard stories about people, you know, with their hard postpartum periods, but I also like it, I think it helps people feel, um, you know, better about their situation, knowing that they're not the only ones that had a hard time or are having a hard time at the moment, um, or whatever it is. So, um, I'd love to hear from you, but, um, thank you again for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Made to Be Mama podcast episode. If you like this episode, be sure to write, rate, and review, and tune in every Friday for a brand new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you guys next time.